0: Hey, Alexa, says a desperate soul, I need a poem for the girl I like. Show me some love poems that I can use. Okay, says Alexa, here's what I've found. Try William Shakespeare's sonnet. Number 18 is my favorite. Also, Robert Browning and Elizabeth Barrett Browning wrote many poems of love and about each other. They were married. You can also find many romantic poems written by Omar Khayyam in his book *The Rubaiyat*. Happy browsing. Solid advice. Chalk one up for intelligence on the internet. But where do you turn these days for advice on how to say "I love you" to a best friend? cubicle colleague, maybe to a a spiritual uh, buddy of yours, maybe to Google or chat GPT. It's the same old age old question. How do you express the L word and tell someone you love them? Since COVID, many people have turned to the internet to find a soulmate. They say it's safer that way than meeting in traditional ways. You can pre-screen potential uh, dates before uh, you go out on a date with them. Personally, I still believe that sending your children to a Lutheran high school or college is a good way to meet a potential uh, spouse. But the dating ritual has changed. It usually starts out with singles texting one another on Instagram, or if you're older, maybe uh, send an email. You know, that way uh, they can analyze every word and, fa- and phrase and speculate about the other person. Is this person literate? Uh, do they have a sense of humor? Do, they, do we have similar interests with one another? And if things check out there, then they kind of move on to voice, Uh, uh, you know, FaceTime or some other video chat platform. And if the face on that actually matches the face posted on the profile, then we can move maybe on to step three, which is meeting face to face. You see, there's a a, a sort of progression in this postmodern dating ritual. You go from text to voice, and then finally F to F, face to face. Now despite how different the modern dating ritual is, um, it actually has some striking characteristics to the love affair that God has had with his people. I mean, think about it. When God said, "I want, I love you," He first did it through text and word. Um, then He sent His voice uh, through voice in His prophets, and then finally He came to us face to face. Now we don't think of God as a divine techie, but this progression can be most colorfully described using techno speak. So first, God comes in hard copy. The Ten Commandments. Shared first with the chosen people, but who were then to share them with the rest of the world. Now, we don't often think of the Ten Commandments as a covenant of love that God sent to his people. But that's exactly the way that God framed it. He said, I am Yahweh, your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. In other words, out of love I have chosen you and I have rescued you. Follow these commandments and you will have a life filled with love. You see, the Ten Commandments and the Torah are a Passionate love letter that God sent to his people who wanted nothing more than a faithful, trusting relationship with his children for eternity. But God's people rejected him. Not just the ancient people or people down through history, but people today as well. People are faithless while God is faithful and so out of faithful love and passion for his people God moved on to step two he spoke to his people clearly and powerfully through the prophets God thundered through Isaiah who called people to remove the evil of your doings before my very eyes. Through Micah, he asked, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? Through Jeremiah, he predicted a new covenant, one in which the law of God would be written on human hearts. Through John the Baptist, he preached a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. But what did the people do with those God sent to him, sent to them to proclaim repentance, forgiveness, life, and salvation? They ignored him, berated them, beat them, and finally killed them the holy city of Jerusalem gained a reputation of being a city that kills the prophets and stones those sent to them. So finally, God, out of love for his people, moved to step three, face to face. First announced by the angel Gabriel to Mary, Accentuated by the prophetic voice of John the Baptist. God followed in techno speak that, that process, that progression. First, hard copy, the Ten Commandments, then voice through his prophets, and finally, F to F, face to face at the incarnation, God in the flesh. And what is so amazing about that is that God came to us. Came to us not virtually, but in real bodily form. Jesus came to us as a human being, not as a voice over fiber optic cable. Jesus was conceived at a particular time, in the sixth month. At a particular place in a town of Nazareth, in Galilee called Nazareth, to a particular mother, a virgin named Mary, who was betrothed to Joseph of the house of David. With a particular name, he was called Jesus and called the Son of the Most High. With a particular mission, he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end that's our gospel lesson here on the fourth Sunday of Advent and you can see here there's no vague ambiguous uh, human letter from God God came to us in the flesh in Jesus with a particular at a particular time a particular Um, place, a particular mother, a particular name, a particular message. This is God coming in the flesh. And in Jesus, God and humanity meet face to face. So what are we to make of this face-to-face meeting with our loving Lord? For starters, in Jesus, the Word made flesh He displays God's love for all of us. In all the messages that he sent in text, in voice, all of those can only be fully understood when we in faith meet Jesus face to face. For he is the fulfillment of God's love letter to the world. In Jesus, we understand how much God has loved us and that he comes to us to save us. What was worked in Mary wasn't some AI-generated hologram. You and I don't live in a matrix. The angel said to Mary, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. And he was with Mary, in Mary, conceived in her, F to F, face to face, flesh to flesh. Gabriel could say that same message to us, that the Lord is with us. He is here in the flesh with us. Because our relationship is a personal relationship with a real person. What a statement of divine promise and power and forgiveness and love. Jesus arrives as nothing less than the Son of God. Two ordinary people in an insignificant town In an unimportant province, Roman province, people like us. He meets us face to face and assures us that God will not abandon us in our sinfulness. He became human flesh with all its violence and corruption and depravity and is determined to deliver us. In him, in the word made flesh, you and I have life and salvation. God loves the world. God loves us. He has shown us that love through word, through voice, and face to face in his son Jesus Christ. You and I are highly favored because God has chosen us through his spirit to be a part of his eternal family.